What's going on, family? What is going on? Welcome back to another episode of The Room Podcast. I am your host, the one and only John J. I hope everybody's having a blessed and productive day today. Um, today, we got a special guest by the name of, well, I call her Chris. Um, you guys will, I guess, call her Chris right now, too. Um, she's a She has a pretty good or a pretty well-known uh, presence on social media. Um, and she is now, what, 20 year, 21 years old? And you go to John Carroll, and you are a communications major. Yep. Correct? Okay. All right. So I, I also was a mass communications major, and I went to Kentucky State University. So it's good to link up, you know. Um, I'm going to give you a second and just kind of let you introduce yourself to the people. Let them know what you got going on. What's new in your life? How you feeling? And then we'll get right into today's topic. All right. Um, so like you said, I'm Chris. I go by Chris Starr. Um, right now, I'm just trying to graduate. Pray for me. It's hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> but honestly, the only thing I got going on on the marketing, well, I guess communication side that I've been working on myself is my blog. So check it out. It's called Follow the Star. You can find the link in my bio on my Instagram. Um, which is Chris underscore underscore star with two R's and then two more underscores and make sure you follow me. Um, but other than that, I'm just, you know, trying to stay blessed every day. Trying to stay blessed every day. Now, I get that. And I and I actually read your blog. I read I read all I think it's two of them on there, three of them. Just three. Three of them on there. Um and honestly that was pretty touching, man. I, I read them and I was like, Wow, this is something that you looking at you you wouldn't even think that that's mm-hmm. something that you have went through or that's something that um you were going through mm-hmm. it's like it's crazy when you when you see certain people on social media and you see the type of presence they have how positive they are you don't really know what's behind those closed mm-hmm. doors um so like i don't want to spoil it for everybody mm-hmm. definitely go check the blog out um i definitely read it myself like i said and I, and I really um appreciate your vulnerability i appreciate your honesty with that situation um but how is that kind of when you spoke about how it kind of has motivated you a little bit now um so how is things like now how are you mentally now um now it's a year almost a year out from that experience um i would still say it's tough because at the end of the day like it was like it was like a it was a loss but at the same time it was like it's like I almost feel like I you know I mean I don't really feel validated if I try to grieve because it's like you know I never got to know the child feel the child moving or anything like that so it's like hard for me to like try to grieve over that and like heal from that situation when I really don't know how to it's like I mean I don't know I just feel like maybe you have to go through the situation to like understand the confusing feelings that I'm having because it's like mm-hmm. it's just a whole bunch of mixed emotions a lot of mixed emotions um, but I would just say like just trying to keep my head up and trying to you know I don't even know when it comes to that like I still be like I've been going through this process of like okay I'm good you know things happen things happen for a reason sure. we're moving forward and then it just be like all over again because i lost my grandmother at the same time yeah right so it was just like a whole like miserable week i'm just yeah. like dude what is going on like it was just a lot at one time 
um, and I really did. My grandmother had a great presence in my life, so all of that at once, I was like, "How am I supposed to live? Like, what's going on?" But I don't know, just trying to like better my future, um, and trying not to get so deep into those feelings of not really even knowing how to feel or how to show my emotions that I stop and be at a standstill for a long period of time because okay. I'm still young. I still have a whole life ahead of me and I can't let that one bad end of a year basically determine who I will be and who I will become. So. And that's it. I think that's something that you portray very well as far as moving forward, as far as trying to be the best person that um, you can be on a daily, day in, day out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you spoke about, just things happen. Um, for a reason. Do you honestly believe that? Like, is that something you honestly believe or is that something that it just sounds good to say? No, I really do believe that. Um, if you keep up with me on social media, you'll find out the tea later. Um, but like, I really feel like, I don't know how to explain it, but I do feel like things happen for a reason. And I've been in many situations, not necessarily like involving death or something like that. Um, but like just situations I had with friends or uh, people that I thought were my friends and things would happen and I would kind of ignore the signs of like what was going on and then when it came down to the end of the story of either us either not becoming friends or like there was a big miscommunication which kind of hindered our whatever relationship we had yeah. it was like oh those were the signs those were the things that God was kind of telling me like hey something is going wrong and you should try to you know fix it like figure out like what's going on I definitely, I, I'm definitely there with you um, on that because it's just, you know, I don't think grieving is one of those things. It's, it's case by case, mm-hmm. I'll say. So it's like regardless if it's a loss of a, a child or if it's a loss of a family member, just a loss of a friendship or a relationship, mm-hmm. um, those things trigger different emotions and each one of us, you know what I'm saying, at a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we can probably go on that all day but you know with today being women's appreciation day um and i'm actually trying to extend it throughout the month Mm -hmm. so um you are my first woman guest of the month so congratulations to you i appreciate you for uh definitely coming through but i wanted to um speak on a a topic that kind of has plagued um the women species i say or Mm -hmm. the 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 gender of female uh, for a while now and i think we discussed it um, via social media maybe once or twice uh, by something that was posted on either of our stories or pages and it is the gender roles it's the double standards that we live with today how, how do you feel about those like do you think that um you know double standards are will always be here do you think that they are disappearing well, what is your take on double standards and, and the gender roles that you know, are socially that socially constructs our society right now. Uh, well, I would start with gender roles. Even when I was like a little girl, like I wanted to do stuff that my brothers were doing or that my little brother was interested in, mm-hmm. because I just didn't like the whole idea that because I am female, because I'm a girl, there's certain things I can't do. Like I wanted to walk around the gym on my hands with my feet flung up in the air. But I, some days I couldn't because my mom made me wear a skirt to school. And then that wasn't appropriate. Okay. And things, just even little things like that when I was younger. I was just like, this is not, like, I don't think it's fair. But then people will uh, 
life is not fair, which whatever. We can make changes. Um, but then even when it gets to things like job opportunities that women have, I feel like it's a like it's a big disconnect where we are stuck as a society that women are weaker than men are in certain areas, meaning they're not capable to do certain jobs, like becoming engineers or working on cars and, and just like bizarre stuff like that. And I feel like when it comes down to it, it's just like a matter of, I feel like, as women has done throughout ages of us, you know, putting our voices out there and showing them showing like we can. can do this. Like we can fix cars on the side of the road. We can fix tires. Yes, we're going to have to learn like everyone else did. And of course our fathers are most likely not going to teach us how to fix the tire, so we'll have to learn elsewhere. Yeah. But like give us the tools and we'll figure it out. Um and then as far as uh double standards, I hate 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 double standards like i'm just like it just grinds my gears like it's like somebody tickling my spine or something like uh it's just like so like i hate it because it's just once again it's not fair and it doesn't allow women to fully be themselves and i also feel like sometimes especially growing up in a society that i grew up in i don't know how it is for people that were born in different generations it's like when you're younger men are allowed and like are accepted to experiment whether that's just with you know sports or stuff like that anything they want to do they can go from this to this to this and have 12 different hobbies even to their sex life as well but as little girls we are groomed literally from day one you got to cook you got to clean you have to fix your hair every single day you have to be a certain way you can't act this way or you're going to be tricked like seen as this way or you're going to be less value because it is make up your mind don't nobody like an indecisive woman like know what you want and and stick with it like and i just feel like it kind of for me it kind of messed me up like in the head when i was growing up because i was so against it and i was just like why can't i dibble and dabble like i'm getting in trouble because i'm like actually i don't want to go to the school and i just got here but like it's a better school down the street and like what's up i want to change like i don't like this um and I do feel like I'm the type of person that constantly seeks change. Okay. So, like, I will change my room even. Something as small as changing my room. I'll change my room around every month. If I have the money, I'd probably move houses or something like that every month. Because <laughs> I like change. I like think Not necessarily surprises. But, like, I like... New starts. You like yeah. refreshments. Yeah. You know, refreshments. Adapting. Readapting, yeah. I guess. I don't like feeling stagnant. Um, and I just feel like I'm getting off a of topic, so I'm going to bring it back. Um, that like we're not allowed to learn who we are as a person like learn our character learn you know what we don't think is okay or acceptable for us to do as an individual it's just Uh all you a woman you can't do this don't have sex till you married don't wear little clothes or people gonna think you a hoe and try to take advantage of you don't be out here getting drunk and wasted or people gonna think you a crazy party animal and you not worthy of being a real professional like all types of crazy stuff but then when men do it it's like they dapping up their friends and they got all this clout because they hit all these girls and they allowed to go from job to job and literally do whatever they want and they i feel like they have a support system behind them and i feel like women support them sometimes support them as well in it like whether they doing dumb people people know like sometimes maybe doing some dumb crazy stuff like bro what are you doing but they'll still get like hyped up and like like hey bro that was cool like 
I see you, you doing you. Okay. Like people won't even say it's wrong. They're like, I see you doing you. And act like like bruh, what are like you just doing crazy stuff. Like that's not but if a woman does anything as close to like as I guess spontaneous as men can be, she has all these negative definitions now attached to her name and attached to her social presence. Because she just wanted to, you know, explore things in the world. And it goes beyond just, like, the sex standards, the, you know, certain jobs that you have to do. It's, like, almost all aspects of my life I've been like. Definitely. Um, you, you, you made a, a couple different um, points there that I'm going to have to get to, like, a little bit later. But I'm going to roll these out for you a little bit. So, like, you spoke about things being unfair. Double standards are unfair. Uh, but would you agree, though, that it's a lot of things in life that are unfair, but that's kind of like the harsh reality that we have to live with? Like, there are certain things that, you know, I'm not saying women can't do or men can't do, but they shouldn't have to, if that makes sense. So, like, you spoke about changing the tire, right? Your dad's not going to teach you mm-hmm. how to change the tire, but... If me being your brother, he'll teach me. So me growing up, I know from already, you know, a youngin that women are not supposed to change tires. So I grow up this way. So this is kind of like a um, this falls into gender roles. We're like we learn these gender roles through experiences with our parents, our peers, society. And they teach us how things are supposed to go when we get older. So, like, would you agree that that's just something that, you know, we, that's the harsh reality of society and it's something that we have to accept? Um, no, I don't agree because with you, like, point, like, saying it in that way, it makes me think of, like, how women are taught to always rely on the male figure. Okay. So, like, we are not, we are taught to be independent, but only, like, in a certain capacity. For example, I shouldn't be changing my tire. What if I'm stuck in the middle of the road? Ain't nobody around. Who I'm about to call? I need to change a tire, but I never learned because I'm not supposed to touch like things on a car to fix for myself. You know. Understand that, okay? So you got friends. You have a boyfriend. You have, you know, uncles that you can call on. But it's just like, if, in that instance, like if I need to do something for myself, I'm not even giving this. The toolkit to do it for myself. Like, if I'm okay, rushing or something okay. like that, my tire flat, I'm on, out on the countryside or something like that, they about to send a helicopter to help me. Like, and if I knew how to fix my own tire, I had a spare in the back, I could fix it up real quick, throw the old tire out, whatever, whatever, and be on about my business. But instead, now I have to stay and wait for a man or whatever insurance company I got to come and fix my tire. Like, okay, so I, basically, it's, it's that whole aspect of just like, not feeling self-sufficient yeah I guess in, in so many words when it comes to like you know anything that a man can do a woman can also do mm-hmm. so it's just like not feeling less equal or um less of like a person than a man is mm-hmm. and that's something i think society has kind of painted that picture on like you know men are supposed to be a one way women are mm-hmm. supposed to be a certain way um but I don't know if you spoke about it, but, like, what's a double standard that, like, grinds your gears? Like, that you kind of just, like, when you hear it, you, like, yo, that shit is unfair. 
Yo, that is crazy. Y'all are tripping. I got one. And what is one it? Rise my gears. And I feel like, I'm not going to say every male, but I feel like most males have this issue. But like, the, um, that men are able to, I guess, I don't even know how to appropriately, I don't know, lust over women. Okay. Whether they're single, in a relationship, old, young, whatever. It's accepted across the borders with pornography, naked pictures. Now we got OnlyFans, shoot, Twitter all together. But women... Twitter is a bank. Like, women, like, we're not taught to, like, I guess be free with our sexuality in that capacity. Like, everything I feel like we do, we have to do secretly. And I feel hypocritical for saying this because, like, I'm not a hypersexual person or anything right. like that. And, like, the whole porn and, like, does not entertain me. So it's yeah. just like, but it's still like, is weird. that even from me growing up and being taught that you shouldn't do that because that's like weird or nasty or something like uh-huh. that? Or just like, personally, I don't enjoy it. So it's like, why am I watching other people have sex? That's weird. Um, but like, that's the biggest one. It's just like men being able to even just publicly or just be accepted for their sexuality. Not necessarily sexuality. I don't know if that would be considered sexuality. No, I don't think that's sexuality. No. They're open with... I guess you... Yeah, you can call it sexuality in the sense of just, like, being able to um, voice how they feel about yeah. a female in a sexual manner, sensual yeah. manner. Um, but, I mean, I ca- Okay, so let me play devil advocate there a little bit. Because you say, you know what I'm saying, it's frowned upon or whatever for women to do it, but, like, Nowadays, like I don't gotta, I don't have to do nothing. I can just open up my uh, app on my phone, and I'm seeing plenty of different women just straight up and down my timeline. I don't gotta go to the strip club. They gonna shake ass on the, you know, they gonna shake it on Instagram. They gonna shake it on Twitter. Prime example. I know you've seen this. Girls get on Twitter, show they butt or show a picture of them in lingerie, and be like, if I had a boyfriend. These are the oh, type yeah, of pictures yeah, I, I was seeing. <laughs> but you just put them out to the world. So yeah. we are your boyfriend. Dang. So, like, how does that... Like, what do you expect a a man to do when he sees that? It's just like if you see a, a young man on, mm-hmm. you know, Instagram with a nice body. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he can consider it in that fine caliber that women put mm-hmm. certain men in. How, are, how do you think the reactions are, are different? Like how do you, how do they differ between like a woman being like oh he fine or like you know what I'm saying like I'm about to DM you type shit I'm like um, but I feel like well it's three things that came to mind when you said that so I hope I remember all of them but the first thing is I feel like women have like started to I guess expose themselves almost on social media is because like if you're not doing stuff like that or if you're not hot for any other reason then you don't really have like. A social presence and now that we're in a social media world i feel like women get clout easily easy pull your shirt down a little bit poke the booty out make your hips look big and then it just becomes like the guys can't unhealthy. do that huh guys can't do that um we can post a picture with our shirt off shirt off and your drawers you know the great joggers that was the whole thing like Men literally can do whatever they want to. <laughs> no, like, think about it. Like, like, I don't keep me in the country. You all, but, like, okay, let's think about, like, fitness, right? Mm-hmm. Women can, y'all have a way of being able to sell any and everything. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is look good, mm-hmm. 
wear some decently tight fitted clothes, mm-hmm. get your hairs done, nails done, whatever the case may be. And even guys will buy it for their girls, whatever you're selling. Mm-hmm. It don't matter what it is. Men, no, you got to kind of like when it comes to fashion, you got to be a guru at that shit. Like, you have to be really talented in order to sell some clothes. Mm-hmm. When it comes to music, you got to be talented. Mm-hmm. But it's like women, they don't got to be that talented to do like sell clothes or do fitness or sell fitness uh, athleisure or whatever the case may be. It seems like women kind of have it easier. I wouldn't say that we kind of have it easy, but like it's just the whole idea that one sex sells. And when people think of sex, what do they think of first? Half naked women. So it doesn't matter like if they want to, if they are really good at something like that, like you said, you got to be attractive. You have to look a certain way. You have mm-hmm. to look put together. You have you have to have a nice body. And then even then, in that category, what is a nice body? A slim waist, a larger butt, breast, or at least your upper body physique looks nice um, with the little breast you may have. A certain height. You're not about to be 5'1 and, like, bulky selling waistbands. And people going to be like, oh, yeah, that's the one. That's no, it. No, you have to be about, like five six and up you have to have more of a lean or like you have to be like the coke bottle shape people love that one but it's still some sort of sex appeal that goes into it and it's almost like even to be successful even though you see it as a privilege Mm -hmm. it's kind of a disadvantage for some women that don't fit that stereotype and then for the women that do fit the stereotype they feel now that they have to enhance their sexiness to be successful well no they want to do is sell some fitness stuff but yes it does give us like if you look good and you want to make some money real quick, go ahead and put your logo on the on the um, what's them little bands called? Oh, what is it? the thigh bands, the little, yeah. little butt bands, butt blaster bands. bands, and sell yeah. a couple of them and you good. And you good. All you gotta do is put on some leggings in the sports bro. But guys, we can't we can't sell y'all no waist trainers. They are gonna be like, <laughs> yeah. like you feel big boom right there. We can't true. sell y'all no waist true. trainers. We can't yes. sell y'all no leggings. We can't sell y'all no sports bras. We can't, like... But, like, is that an advantage for women or not? That they have to continuously uh, have this sex appeal to themselves to be successful in certain industries? I I think... The and it's pity, a privilege to certain women, not I think, all women. Yeah, and I, and I think that's where the disadvantage advantage becomes blurred because when it fits a certain criteria or a certain standard of a person is when that disadvantage, you know, comes into play. But if it's only if you fit that description is where it's an advantage, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you fit the certain build or you have the certain look, mm-hmm. it's an advantage. Like, you you got it. You got that it factor. But if you don't, it's like you kind of got to work mm-hmm. twice as harder. Or you got to gotta know the right people or be at the right place at the right time. But I want to definitely, I, we kind of get on subject, but that's cool. But I definitely want to, like, get back on, like, this double standard thing because, um, like I said, I think it's something that just really plagues our our generation. Like, we have a issue with um, open sexuality. Like, a man can't be open about, um, you know, feeling for another man as a woman can be open about feeling for another woman. Um, men can't openly express how attractive they are to a female but a female can definitely say like, "Oh yeah, you're fine." Like I've I've seen in the interviews where like the interviewer is a lady, and the 
the interviewer is a lady and the person being interviewed is a man and she's like oh you're handsome like you're really good looking but if a man was to say something about the way a woman's dress is cut or the way she looks in the dress it's like uh he's being predatory mm-hmm. why is that like you know like I, that's why i brought up it's double standards like something that will ever leave because i feel like it's something that just won't won't go anywhere we're always gonna have them well i feel like one that's unprofessional for women to do that like and as well as men to do that in like mm-hmm. any type of like professional setting um of course people get hit on and stuff like that in like i guess more casual settings but me i don't i don't think that's appropriate for either a uh, gender or if you are gender neutral or not um but i also do feel like their men do have a disadvantage because like you said they come off as like a pervert or like you know have some sexual interest in that yeah. person because they simply said oh that suit fits really nice on you yeah. like whoever Taylor did did a good job or something like that um I really don't have anything to say about that one because at the same time I do feel like men are portrayed in the media as sexual predators so like it is and it's not it's not fair um and i don't feel like that is something that uh, we can't grow out of mm-hmm. i feel like either it should be a standard where these are appropriate things to say and appropriate things to go about saying it or we shouldn't say it at all if you can't keep it professional but i do think it's a professional way of saying things because like my supervisor has talk, told me a couple times at my internship like like you look really nice today and i didn't take it in any type of like yeah. I didn't think he was like checking me out or nothing like that. I'm like, yes, I purposely got up and I ironed my shirt and I ironed my slacks. Like, thank you. <laughs> you didn't think nothing about it. I put in a lot of work. Like, thank you for appreciating it. Um, but I do feel like for for certain men, for uh-huh. example, maybe if it was a black man that was a little bit bigger, had a little more muscles, it may have come off differently than like my shorter, white, older <laughs> supervisor at my internship, like saying, "Hey, you look really nice today, Chris." You know. Okay, so, like, in regards to, like, dating, mm-hmm. um, double standards. Men can talk to as many women as they want. They can go on dates with as many women as they want. <laughs> women, you can't do that. Y'all <laughs> y'all can't do that. Um, and I'm not saying that y'all can't, but I think it, it has to come a point in time where I think we are mature enough to understand that dating is an experience. Mm-hmm. And that um, what you do before me or that happened before me has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where those lines get blurred because, um, first of all, no guy I know wants to hear about, uh, or I would say female, wants to hear about their person that they like or person that they're talking to or going on dates with is smashing somebody else or is <laughs> dating somebody else. But, like, I had a conversation with a female on Twitter and she was just like, you know, I'm mature enough not to put my eggs in one basket. I'm mature enough to understand that, you know, um, I don't have to talk to somebody on a daily in order for us to be dating. Like, like, what's 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 your stance on that? How do you feel about that whole um, double standard with dating in, in regards to dating? Um, I definitely don't like the double standard. I feel like, but then again, I guess it's just like, I guess it just has to be person by person and what they mm-hmm. feel is comfortable and finding someone else that has the same understanding as they do when it comes to dating um i personally feel like 
it's a it has to be a fine line between us dating and us going through the talking getting to know you stage where people have said that's the dating phase but i feel differently i feel like you get to know someone then you kind of decide like do i want to continue to pursue this person yeah and i feel like dating is kind of like the phase right before y'all get into a relationship like yes this is a person that you know I want to kick it with this is the like this could be my person like what's up and then you kind of take each other more seriously and I feel like when the in the talking phase is where it's I guess it's appropriate <laughs> for either party to you know talk to different people because mm-hmm. like the girl said you don't want to put all your eggs eggs in one basket but I also feel like you you become not become you get to a certain age or a certain point in life or a certain point of maturity we're like you can just know is this is this the type of person i want to be with what are they involved in yeah. like who are how do they carry themselves who do they who like who is their group of friends and what do they get into things like that i feel like from that once you hit a certain point in life you will know like is this somebody that i want to pursue or not and i feel like i don't want to have my mindset on pursuing someone even though it may be like, you know, you being risky or what if they don't feel the same way about you or something like that. But if I have, like, basically my eye on someone, I'm not going to go and entertain someone else because then that's a distraction. Because I date with, I would like to date with a purpose no matter who I'm dating. Like, clearly I'm going to think, like, we're going to take this somewhere and not just be dating uh-huh. until, like, eternity or whatever. Right. And so, why, like, what's my point of going and trying to do the same thing with another? Okay, and, and that was kind of, kind of my disposition mm-hmm. on um, the whole situation was just like, you know, like I said, nobody wants to walk into a situation that of someone that's already entertaining another person. Yeah. Like, it it kind of makes it hard for that person or whoever's being entertaining the other person to even get to know the person that they want to entertain or that they consider themselves talking to because it's like, like you said, it's a distraction. Like you said, it's um, and I think it's kind of unfair. You know what I'm saying? To 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 say the least is like I'm giving you this attention, but mm-hmm. you're still entertaining, having sexual, casual sex mm-hmm. with someone else. So it it, it just to me it it kind of is like I get where she was coming from, but then again I'm like, uh, it just kind of doesn't make too much sense. So like we speak about those double standards. So like I'll give you a few just topics, and then you can just let me know like. How you feel about like cohabit cohabitation? So generals and cohabitation um, is when it is in regards to virginity, when it's in regards to marriage or remarriage, um, in regards to a good one, abuse, assault. Um, men can men can only abuse women. Women can't abuse men. Like that's a really big one. Uh, I think is a conversation that you know we need to have uh, when it comes to like domestic violence and singleness. Like, when you're single and a man, is like the best time in the world. But it seems like when you're single and you're a female, it's like your biological clock is ticking and you need to figure out what you need to do with your life and how many kids you're going to have and if you're going to get married and, you know, in, in that aspect. So, like, how do you feel when it comes to, like, double standards in, in those scenarios? Okay. So, the first one I'll talk about is the one with dating. Well, I guess singleness. Like you said, like, men, like, you get all the clout in the world. Your bros dap you up for being single and out here, having multiple sex partners or just doing your thing. 
And like you said, for women, it seems like, okay, you getting older, like, when you gonna find a man? When yeah. you gonna get married? Like, when you gonna have kids? Um, I feel like singleness should be, I don't ever agree with having multiple sex partners at the same time. Like, that's just like, that's too risky. Um, you should be more careful. And I do feel like sex is not just something to be played with. Like, I'm the type of person I believe, like, you leave a part of yourself with whomever you decide to be in bed with. So why are you about to lay with the whole city? That don't make sense. Um, but I do feel like your singleness should be your time for both men and women to learn yourself. Yeah. Like, whether, if that's real sexuality, that this is your time. Like, this is your place. If that's for partying and kicking it for either side, that's your time. If you want to be a hoe, be a hoe. But is a man gonna be a hoe? No. He's gonna have, like, he's gonna be like, yeah, I see you out here doing your thing. You feel me? Um, but I I feel like, for me, in my singleness, because I've been, like, I was single for, like, almost four years or something like that. Um, and, you know, I talk to different guys, and I entertain different guys. But I wasn't, like, pressed. I didn't feel pressed to be in a relationship. Um, I just, like kind of took that time to like okay this is not the type of man I want <laughs> like uh-huh. this is not like this man is cool but like he a little too much for me he gave me too much anxiety um and then just finding time for myself and to learn about myself what I want to do um like just being like being free and doing whatever I felt like doing without having to worry about you know, catering to someone else's feelings or opinions on what it was I was engaging in. Um, and I, I don't feel like I've done anything, like, extremely risky, but still, I just had, like, freedom, you know? Freedom. Do I want to go to the lake, to the little bonfire? Sure. Do I have to ask anybody is that cool, or do they want to come kick it with me, or anything like that? Do I have to worry who's going to be there, and who might try to, you know, say the wrong thing, play the wrong move, and I'm going to risk? You know, it's just like... I feel like it's a lot of thinking that I do when I get in a relationship um, that I I wouldn't say I'm not free, I guess, but it's just like... You're unavailable. Yeah. Things things go into place and in certain places and certain things I feel like I shouldn't be doing since I'm not in a relationship because I know what kind of environment it is and what kind of people it, it attracts and I want to put my way where somebody can say this or just like no sticky situation like that. I don't think men think that, that far into it. They do not. No, they do not. I'm not going <laughs> to you. I don't think I'm I like, think no, that I'm far, I'm not about too. to go to no... I'm not about to go... No. It's just certain places I feel like I shouldn't be. Because, like I said, Men I feel know. like, shit, if I ain't doing nothing, I'm just here. I ain't doing nothing, though. If I'm just there, I ain't do nothing. I ain't touch nobody. Anybody touch me. I'm just here enjoying the, the scenery. I'm like, I know who's going to be there. I know what that scene look like. And I ain't trying to get caught up in no form or fashion. Even though I like, I trust myself. Like I'm not a, I've never cheated on anyone or anything like that. I've never been dishonest in a relationship. Um, but it's just like I don't even want to be around that type of company, cause that one temptation. Yeah. Even though I feel like I'm strong in what I do and like what I entertain, it's always gonna be some sort of t- temptation, some sort of peer pressure or something like that. And I just don't have time. And then that's annoying when you go out and people trying to peer pressure you to fucking up what you got good at home like bruh like I'm just coming here to chill and now you in my ear talking crazy yeah um but the other thing about singleness I feel like women seem to neglect well 
some women seem to neglect if they're religious it's like kind of building their relationship with god because like even though for the majority of my college career like i was in a relationship and i feel like my relationship with god was getting stronger um and i feel like the main reason is because i didn't have all those distractions i went to church when i wanted to like wasn't on anybody else's time whatever church out i wanted to go to i went to um but i also feel like if you get in a relationship with someone that kind of does the same thing religion-wise or spiritual spirituality or spiritual wise, whatever, yeah. <laughs> um, like that won't be a problem. But if you do like decide to date someone that isn't necessarily on the same religious path or spiritual path you're on, that's when it kind of gets more complicated. Um, but I did find that time to really like, you know, learn God, build my little confidence, <laughs> um, and not have those distractions. And then the other thing that you were talking about, um, the double standards about domestic violence. Yep, abuse, assault, yeah. domestic violence. So, I actually took a course on this in school. I forgot. It was actually titled, Why Does She Stay? But we kind of touched on the fact of, like, men and young and boys, like, being molested or raped and then experiencing abuse yeah. and violence and stuff like that from women. Um, I feel like it's, like, it's really, like, I don't know how to explain it. I really don't. But it's definitely not fair in simple terms. It's not fair at all. Um, and when you think about it, yes, typically men are stronger, taller, you know, physically um, can, like, overtake a woman or anything yeah. like that. So it's like, how can a woman of this stature or something like that do that to a man? Well, until you've been in a situation where you were the person getting abused i feel like you will never understand because people will start with words honestly and break okay. you spiritually down yeah. like break down your ment like your mental and then there you are left vulnerable to be abused in different ways um and some women just strong as hell and feel like i want it i'm gonna go get it like some women just do that you know yeah, or well. some women will put a pill in the man's drink and then take advantage of him or something like that like it's on it's on both sides like and mm -hmm. i hate when people try to try to say like women aren't this i feel like there's less cases yeah. or less publicity of women being an abuser or an attacker of a man um and being found guilty one um than men are because men are have a whole social media well i guess presence in the news that is negative especially black men um but it's just like mm. And we have a code of a code of silence amongst ourselves. So yeah, like to not say nothing because it's like what I look like saying this yeah. female took advantage of me. Like first thing they're gonna be like, "Is nigga you ain't like it?" You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like or they'd be like, "Oh yeah, she she abused me." Like mm -hmm. how you let that girl do that to you? Like you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And not and being shunned and being talked down upon. Like if I can be honest, me and ego, our egos are very fragile very fragile so when it comes to something like the abuse and domestic violence yeah we ain't like no we i can't say and put myself out there like that to say she did this to me she did that to me and i didn't like it yeah. and because you know first thing i'll be like is nigga you pussy like yeah, or i, I know you ain't. yeah you know what i'm saying i know you're not tripping over this girl hitting you in the head like it didn't hurt you that hard that bad yeah. and i think it's to the on the flip side it's like when you hear about a woman getting abused, it's like, oh, like, oh, yeah, like, 
men do that stuff. Like men are are physically stronger, so if they tie you to uh, like force you down or push you is all hell breaks loose because we are supposed to be stronger, more physically fit, more physically able or capable to endure certain things. Like I don't get the whole fact of like when a woman gets abused is like the man's fault or the woman did something to provoke the man to do that. But when a man gets abused, it's like, oh, it's okay. Like you should be able to accept it. So that's, the, I think that's the part that um, I really don't like about that. And like you said already, like in simplest terms, this shit just ain't fair. You know what I'm saying? This shit just ain't fair. But I did want to ask you a couple of different questions that, um, you know, just to get your perception is Women's Appreciation Day. Uh, but like I said, I'm going to try to make a month out of it. But uh, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was that what is the issue that you ladies are dealing with um, you don't understand or feel passionately about that is being swept under the rug in today's society or generation?
So like women should clean, men should clean. Women should cook, men should cook. Mm-hmm. But the men should always. Get but if work. but if, <laughs> but if the sink is broke, then what? It would be nice if you fixed it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I just want to like, make sure. But, like, at the same time, like, if he there and the sink broke, bro, fix it. But if he's not there and the sink broke, I should have the tools to fix the sink. Like, I should know, like, hey, bro, it's a drip. I probably got to, you know, tighten up the little thing up there or we might need to cover up a little leak or something like that. Well, there's a lot of women who would just wait until the man bro, came home. Or call like, or call him or call them. It'd be <laughs> like, but it's like, like I said, like a lot of women now, you when you see it, you see it a lot on social media. They want to be the man and they want to be the woman. They want to make, they want to be vulnerable, but they also want to be in charge. And it's like you, you kind of can't have yeah. both ends like wrapped around your finger. Like you gotta let a man be the man. You gotta let a woman be a woman. Mm-hmm. And like there, like I said, there are certain things that I feel like that men and women can both do, but. There are certain things that necessarily they shouldn't have to in regards to like men and okay, if you expect me to come home, bring the money, bring the money, bring make sure I fix the things around the house, make sure if the cars need clean, I'll clean the cars. Like you expect me to do these manly duties. Mm-hmm. So like what am I supposed to expect of you? Like I can't expect to come home to a clean house. I can't expect to come home to um dishes being uh, clean and then the dishwasher or I can't and I might sound prehistoric right now but I'm just you know I'm on the other end from a man's perception like okay yeah you expect all these things from me but if I tell you like these are the things I expect from you it's it's kind of like an argument like oh but you can do it yourself like well you can do you can you know you can do it yourself too <laughs> um but I feel like I feel like that's where I'm just speaking for myself where I feel like the battle is but I feel like when you say, if I go out and make the money, I'll expect to come home to a clean house and a meal. Yeah. Like, that's understandable. But if we both working, right. if we both come home and leaving for work at the same time, baby, if you get home before me, make that make the spaghetti. Like, just make the spaghetti. Like, you here, <laughs> make the you spaghetti. chilling, get in the shower, make the spaghetti. So when I come home, like, I can have something to eat and vice sure. versa. Um, but then, again, it's like, I mean, I honestly would not have a problem living off my husband preferably and just having to worry about freaking making dinner like dinner I like that's simple it's it's i was about to say that but it's really not like it's really not simple um it is depending on what you make but like you gotta make it with love you can't just throw some meat in the pot grind it up real quick and put it over some little sticky noodles like yeah the noodles gotta be right the meat gotta taste good. It gotta be juicy. It can't be too little and thin. Like it's a lot that it's a lot of thought that go into cooking. I feel like okay. necessarily I don't know about men. So when women cook, and it's just like it's not just cooking. It's not like cleaning take a lot. Like I've been doing my laundry. I did my laundry for like three hours yesterday, and I'm still not done. Like imagine doing it for a household. You got too many clothes. Like, I just just waited too long to wash clothes. Yeah, That's something. Really <laughs> but it's like that's not. And then imagine you being at home, like, cleaning all day. Because, like, when I was younger and my dad worked and my mom didn't, I mean, honestly, we would do all the chores. <laughs> but, like, we would be doing chores all day. Like, yeah. it's not like we just at home chilling or something like that. Like, cleaning the bathroom, including cleaning the shower, stuff like that, cleaning the kitchen, vacuuming, dusting, 
like cleaning the mirrors, like washing the freaking lawns. Like that's that shit actually gets pretty exhausting, especially when spring hit and clean spring cleaning hits and you gotta clean off the attic. But like it's like right there I feel like it's kinda like equal. Like you going you you get paid to do what you do. Right. Why do all like the little tedious stuff at home that's like annoying? Because if it was just that simple, it wouldn't be a gender norm for a man to go to work and then come to a hot meal. If it was that simple, he'd go to work and come and I would practice with cook and it'd just be that. Um, so I don't know either. I'm overthinking it as a woman or like we overthinking it, but like a lot goes into tending a household yeah. and most of the time when the man is going to go get a money get the money and the woman is at home she's not just at home chilling she got a kid or two sometimes even 10 and that's a whole nother that's a whole nother exhaustion yeah because like, <laughs> kids is something different i don't have none but i know people do and they're pretty stressful and um but I think like what what you were saying is I don't think we're like overthinking. I think is a lot of of it goes from how we were raised, mm-hmm. um, the type of household we were raised in. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying the different things that we were exposed to, the dynamic of a family that we were exposed to. I think that has a lot um, to do with how we see, you know, our roles in society as men and women. Um, how we view double standards and if we think they're fair if we think they're not fair if um we are pro or against you know what i'm saying um and as far as like just you spoke on just like that whole dynamic of a relationship and not knowing where to kind of like draw the line or where to kind of if i'm going to say compromise where your compromise is so do you think that's the the toughest thing or the hardest thing about being a woman in today's society is just um, trying to find that compromise between being, you know, vulnerable and strong or since we go into that, I feel like for me, I feel like this is also a standard for black women to be strong. So no matter if I do feel like as a woman, I can be more vulnerable still as a black woman, I still have to be strong and like, like I still got like at the end of the day I still gotta be strong, and I growing up I feel like I it was either it was like I saw that okay you like you a woman you shouldn't be doing this you shouldn't be doing that um, based on gender stereotypes and gender norms but you're a black woman so you gotta make it work no matter what so if it means you gotta do that thing that the man in the household is supposed to be doing to make the day flow a little bit better then you gotta do it and it's no if ands or buts it's no crying about it at the end of the day you gotta get through that day and that's the compromise it's like <laughs> you can be vulnerable and you know whatever whatever but then still then you're vulnerable you being vulnerable is limited because you you have to be strong to hold the family up like more so i guess on an emotional standpoint um on top of doing the housework and taking care of the kids and making sure they are emotionally healthy as well so do you think like women like black women uh specifically get the credit that they deserve uh, or do you feel like you guys are still kind of underrated and undervalued i definitely feel like, feel like black women are underrated and undervalued especially with this new black face going on that i don't appreciate you're talking about you these white women <laughs> appropriating our race yes, i get you i got you and then all the black men like oh she fun she good enough stuff like that what the black whole sex men? thing what black some men? black men okay because i was about to say not all black men but some black men like 
oh. lusting over that when you know it's real stuff out here. I don't it's like not the, plastic. I don't like <laughs> to play in the snow. Um, what was the question again? Basically, do you think you know black women are underrated, undervalued? Do you think you guys get the the due respect and you know the due credit that y'all deserve? I don't think we get the due credit that we deserve because it's also like. Like I said, emotionally, we got to kind of, like, be there and support people. I feel like usually in the family, it's always a black auntie, black grandma, black mother that's, like, trying to keep people in check when there's, like, a family loss or financially stuff is going crazy or something like that. Mm -hmm. Things are getting tough. I feel like the black woman, you know, making sure the house is clean, that's less stress. Making sure you got a hot meal on the table, less stress, and kind of leading the family in whatever religion or like spiritual life that y'all have um i feel like that all lands on the black woman to kind of carry on her shoulders even though the man does go out and go to work and i do feel like another topic would be um how much black men go through and all of that as well regarding race and all the myths and stigma and discrimination that they have um but i do feel like we kind of, women, we kind of take everything in. And we're supposed to keep it all together and keep doing what we do on a day-to-day basis, which kind of makes it even harder for, I feel like, black women. Yeah. Well, I'll put it like this. I think, I think you guys, um, I wouldn't necessarily call you guys undervalued. I think you guys are a little underrated. Um, in sense of just like how society, you know, places a certain stigma on you guys and how, you know, you're not paid as much as men or, you know what I'm saying, you have these certain uh, social constructs that you guys have to abide by. Mm-hmm. But black women are winning right now. Like everything that any other race gets from what, you know, say how they dress, how they talk, how they walk, the type of body frames they have, they get it from a black woman. Well, are we winning? Because it seems, from my perspective, it seems that whatever black women do, any other race can do it, and they become more valuable in, like, I guess, kind of like the beauty, the apple of the eye or something like that. Even though they took it from a black woman, girl, whatever, and I was kind of almost claiming it to be their own, and now they have so much clout because they're, I guess, unique in their race or something like that. Um... So it's like, ooh, this is a a different race, but kind of similar to our race. And, like, she look good. Like, what's up with this over here? And it's just like, but she got it from, from me. That that was my idea. Black women are the muses of society. You but guys are the muses of society. I feel like people continuously steal from black culture altogether. Yeah. And then they are the ones shown in the media. Like, they are the ones okay. hyped up in the media. And it's just like... Where is my credit for... I, I did the whole, you know... Corn, corn rose. rose, yeah. And yeah. now she got on Corn Rose, and she's just the cutest thing walking. And every tabloid, every big title is so-and-so with a new hairstyle. Like, this is not This ain't new, new. yeah. <laughs> this ain't new. This. Yeah, definitely. She's got a little more ends control, and her hair not kinky. I've, I, okay, I, I feel you on, on that aspect, but, like, I'm speaking in terms of just, like, not only the black women are the muses of society, it's like black women have been winning for a few years now. Like, just think about the Dr. Je- 
supposedly just cure cancer in mice um, through nano part uh, nano particles. And I don't know. I believe her name is Doctor Hinde. I don't want to butcher her name, but it just came up last last month in Black History Month, and she supposedly had cured you know cancer without using any chemotherapy, without using any surgery or anything of that sort. Um, that um, then what was it? Two thousand and eighteen, I believe, is when. Um, a lot of women were being elected into like Congress, into uh, government official offices and things of that nature. Like businesses have been booming for black women like lately. Like you guys are kind of like the the next, the new and improved CEOs of America. Like nobody cares about the black. Like and, and this is my perspective. Nobody cares about the black man because if we choose to be too black, it's a problem. We're the angry black men in the room. If we decide to go against the grain by any a little bit, we become a threat. Mm-hmm. Black women, you got black men, white women, white men love y'all, black men love y'all, Asian men love y'all, Hispanic men love y'all. Like it doesn't matter, especially in the business world. Like with the way that y'all look, with the way that y'all talk, with the way that. Um, I would say, you know, other races, women try to appropriate our culture. I think black women are are low key, somewhat getting some of the respects that they do. It might not be openly, but we know where it comes from. When we see it, we know that's that's the act of a black woman. That's the black girl's magic that we all know is so true. Mm-hmm. So like. We spoke about like, do they feel do so? Speaking on that, do y'all feel protected? Like you spoke on just the simple fact that y'all feel underrated, but do y'all feel protected? And what I mean protected, do y'all feel protected by black men? Do y'all feel protected as you know a species, as a female species? Like how how do you guys feel in today's society? Do y'all feel protected? Do y'all feel like people can give a give a rat's ass? Um, well, I can only speak for myself and how I feel personally. Um, but I honestly, I don't, um, especially going to a PWI where there are few of us, one, and then I feel like in this community, which is, I guess, I feel like it's more Mm -hmm. of a representation of the world that I'm trying to go into than like my, what my high school was when like basically everybody was black and it was a couple, it was maybe a Hispanic kid, maybe a Asian and a couple white kids. Um, it's like. A lot of the black men that I run into now, you know, don't have my back during certain things. And it'll be something as simple as, like, you know, I guess speaking up about ignorance in the classroom. And they just sit there like, I'm the crazy. I still, I feel like we still have the stigma of being um, mad back, the mad black woman. So I feel like on the terms of us speaking up and speaking out on certain things that we don't necessarily have. Um, black men to hold our backs um, and so we go for other allies to kind of like back us back up our points and I guess help us release the stigma of being an angry black woman because now it's a white girl that is saying the same thing as I am in class um, but I do feel like I don't know we kind of just like even like on my way to my internship and I see people like 
people don't speak people don't smile like it's just a whole different energy for me now um than it was when i was younger and like you know i would be going into chipotle and a black man would just open the door for me and he'd be like how you doing today open the door for me like just simple things like that making like